0: I'm Mandy Jarkic from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters On Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Hello and welcome to Creative Matters. Today I am speaking with Helen Dean. Helen is an artist based in Titirangi, Auckland, Aotearoa. Her abstract paintings begin with colour and are created through many layers of paint to build up a surface that is full of life, showing glimpses of what's underneath, combining gestural brushwork and playful shapes, and subtle glazing. Helen explores a range of different marks and techniques, some gestural, some more controlled, and the paintings slowly take form. Avoiding a formula, each painting develops in its own way as she aims for a balance between light and shade, loose and controlled. Helen obtained her BA in Fine Art in the UK in 1995, but only returned to painting in 2015. Since then, she has had a regular painting practice and has sent her work to collectors around the world. We talk about Helen's time at a fine art college in England in her early 20s that turned out to be quite a negative experience, putting her off painting for many years, and how she finally returned to painting seven years ago. She explains how it feels to finally be painting and creating again, and speaks so passionately about her painting practice and process, including an amazing collaboration with New Zealand fashion designer Juliet Hogan. It was so lovely to hear Helen's story, and I'm so happy her beautiful paintings are back in the world. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to meet you and to have you out here at Muriwai. Yeah, it's a really
1: lovely place. It's so nice to drive out here.
0: Yeah, it's a nice place, kind of away from the city. And mm. yeah, and it's a lovely still day today after lots of wind over the last few days. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so welcome to Creative Matters. Thank you. So, Helen, you obviously have an English accent. You've come from land far away. Can <laughs> you tell us about uh, where you were born and what sort of child you were?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I was born in a, a small town. Right in the middle of England, and it's um, yes, a little mining town, and I suppose growing up, I was like like a lot of kids you know always drawing, and um, that was like my favorite pastime, you know more, than, more I was definitely not a sporty kid anyway, mm, yeah,
0: yeah, and um were your family creative at all um, no, not really,
1: I think it was more. Yeah, I kind of got the sense that it was best to sort of focus on more of the practical and um, the function of things. And um, it felt a bit frivolous to care about how things looked, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know what you mean. In that generation too, I guess. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, going through high school and that kind of thing, was it something that you wanted to pursue art? Um,
1: yeah, I think so. I think because I, I just always really enjoyed drawing and I, I was always doing it so um yeah I, I always knew I wanted to yeah mm. do art in some way even though I didn't have an idea you could be an artist I just thought oh I'll work in some kind of creative that yeah feels, yeah. Right? yeah
0: and so what did you do after high school
1: um so i think when i was um 16 um is the age when you can you can finish school and so i decided to go to do the last two years of school at um in the city at um, a further education college Mm -hmm. so that's it's kind of like you could stand at sixth form or you can go to these places where adults can be as well Um, um and this was a really good change because um this college had this special department just for art. And I think it's art, drama and dance. And the art rooms were just open the whole time. You could go in any time. There weren't like specific classes, but you just go there and make art. And they had a life drawing, you know, twice a week. And the tutors that ran the course, they, they didn't really care about the um, A-levels so much. That was the exam, you know, the end of school exam they were more focused on getting you into art school, even Mm -hmm. though you're only 16, 17-year-olds. It was more, come on, we've got to get you to develop your style and we've got lots of big paper here and lots of paint and we really want you to express yourself. And they were really, really encouraging.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Sounds like heaven. Yeah, it was great. And,
1: um, yeah, so it was probably... really long bus journey from my home to go there each day um into the city but it was it was so good to just meet other people you know doing the same thing Mm. and um I think that's when I first started sort of knowing what colors I like to use even that far back Mm. I remember I remember um calling them ice cream colors or something you know Mm. sort of quite sort of brights and pastels and
0: yeah, yeah, so that came, yeah. that sort of fascination for colour started all the way back then.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was the sort of period when I fa- started, yeah, just mm. feeling really like oh, this is what makes me happy.
0: Mm. And were yeah. you focusing on painting at that point?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, painting. Um, and I think, yeah, and it, it wasn't, you weren't really, t- apart from life drawing, you weren't really sort of taught how to do actual painting it was more kind of discover yourself really mm. and so um and because it was on quite cheap paper you know you, you could do that mm. you know just create lots and lots and lots and um yeah so I think from there I went to do a foundation course at the polytechnic after which is a year and you try out all the different areas you know graphics and sculpture and you know all the different areas and I think I did. I did try and do illustration and things like that. I thought, oh, maybe I could do this, but it was always fine art that like pulled me in more. You know, mm. um, maybe it's the freedom and that you're doing what you want, not a brief or yeah something like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: and because you'd had the freedoms from your from your other course that you were at. Yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah. And so, did you? You went to fine art school in England?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I decided to, yeah, do fine art. Um, And I know a lot of, I hear a lot of people talking about um, that point in their life when they think, oh, where's it going to put me financially? Because it's not really, there isn't really a job at the end of it. I don't think I really thought about that. I just thought, oh, I'll go to art school and see what happens, Mm. you know? And were you thinking at
0: that time that you were going to be a full-time artist, do you think?
1: no I didn't think you could live as a job with it. no but I just thought I'd like to go to art school and Mm, that's um, what you want to do explore that yeah Mm. yeah Mm. yeah I, I think at that point I'd never met anyone that was working as an artist in real life or I I don't think I'd been to an art gallery till I was yeah 16 or something so it just seemed like a bit of a I don't know
0: Unreal, Mm. yeah, but something you obviously really wanted to do, yeah, 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 which is great that you followed your followed your path and followed your passion.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't sort of, I don't think I got any guidance otherwise. Like, oh, you should do this; it's practical. I didn't really get any input or advice on. What you should be doing, so I just did what mm, which is I great. thought I should do,
0: and that's a good thing, you know. It's what you're, what you really wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, what happened after after fine art school?
1: Well, it was it was not kind of. I don't know. I don't think I came out of it feeling very good about art. Actually, really? um, no. I mean, it was great the experience and making friends and things, but um, so the f- fine art probably a lot of colleges in the 90s it's probably the same now you just sort of given your area your space and go this is your space develop your practice and we'll do a critique every couple of weeks so you're not it wasn't like um you're actually taught anything you're just sort of given your space and you need to think about what you're making and that was quite that was fine you can explore keep exploring but i really struggled with the um putting my work in context i found that really hard i didn't think i had the i don't know i i felt it, yeah i was just intimidated by maybe the tutors mm. and that i didn't know enough and i couldn't do the art speak you know mm. the right vocabulary, and so I'd kind of like avoid the crits and hide from the tutors. <laughs>
0: but it is—I I mean, it is a, a yeah, thing that you have to learn, isn't it? You do,
1: yeah. And I could—I was okay on essays, but I really couldn't speak. Mm. And you need to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully these days that is part of the of the course.
1: Yeah. You like to think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of the tutors were there. Was there were tutors, and then there were also like visiting artists that would do crits and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I wasn't. I don't know. Wasn't the most articulate mm-hmm. person, and that's really important mm. with fine art. You can't. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't feel that confident at the end. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And
0: what were you actually doing at that time, Helen? Were you were you making abstract paintings? It,
1: it was abstract paintings and. I was really proud of what I made and even now if I you know there aren't many photos but you know I liked what I was doing I was using I I decided I think by third year i was gonna paint you know what what I like and because I think I did get lost in the first couple of years because I was reading all about you know conceptual art and all the contemporary art at the time which is yeah it was more about the idea and I I really worried that I don't have the idea and you know, I should be saying something with my art, you know, mm. to be contemporary. And so, yeah, I did get lost for a while. And by the third year, I just came back to like painting and what I actually really liked. I came back to it again.
0: Mm. So well, That's good. I mean, you yeah. obviously had the confidence, even though you found you felt like it t- took your confidence. You, yeah. had, you had something within you that you felt, actually, I'm just going to go back to what I like yeah. to do, which is yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good for me, but then I did actually leave with a really bad degree. I didn't get it. And so then, you know, I felt like a failure. Mm. And, um, so I think then I just stopped painting afterwards and just said, right. Okay. I failed. I can't do painting. And then just didn't paint figures. And
0: yeah. Oh, that's such a sad yeah. story. I, was,
1: I don't know. Maybe it was a bit I don't know not very mature of me but you know, I was only like 22 mm. but I was I suppose I was the felt sort of a rejection like no you can't paint you've got a bad you got a bad degree mm. that's it or that you they're don't, the experts you they don't know
0: enough talent or something yeah like that.
1: yeah well they're the people that know and they've graded me as a third class degree so I'm third class so I better go and do something else mm.
0: oh that's so sad <laughs> isn't it it's it terrible it is sad yeah, and you know, kudos to you for coming back to it after such a, a long time. negative though. experience. Yeah. So, yeah, how many years later oh did you god, come back? Oh my god, too
1: long. Oh. I left it I don't know why I left it that long. I just just wanted to cut it out of my life
0: or something. Mm. Well, it was an experience that you sort of wanted to forget for Yeah, a while. maybe. What a shame. Yes, oh, that's really I damaging, know. isn't it? Imagine what could have come of your painting if you'd been just carried on painting from then. I know. Who knows? And so what did you do, Helen? Um. So
1: I think, yeah, so I didn't feel good for a year or two. I think I just was on the dole or something, you know, just doing this and that. And then um, I um, did a bit of travelling and then I started working as a... English teacher overseas you know when you can because it's an easy way to go to a new place get a job and so I flew to southern Spain and um phoned up ran all the language schools got a job there and then stayed a couple of years in different places
0: mm, that and, sounds um,
1: amazing. um I know oh also while I was at fine art um art college I also did like um, an exchange to Belgium to a college there. So I'd already got like an interest in living in Europe from doing that, I mm-hmm. think. And, oh, that
0: would have been great. Um,
1: yeah. So I did that. Did the same thing um, in London. Um, worked in language schools there. Um, met my Kiwi partner in, in London. And we lived together um, for a while there and then thought, We'll come and see his hometown of Auckland. See how it goes, and um, yeah, and uh, still
0: here. You're still here to <laughs> I know, this day,
1: seventeen years later.
0: Wow! So you came to have a look, and you never well, returned.
1: I had a working holiday visa. I think it was
0: about. I was about thirty,
1: I think. So working holiday visa came here, and yeah, I didn't didn't
0: go back. Ooh, so, wow! Just, Aren't we lucky to still have you here? <laughs> So you came to New Zealand around 2004 and then it wasn't until 2015 after teaching again in New Zealand that you returned to your painting. Mm. So how did that happen? Um, we just
1: moved out west, out to Tidurangi, um, from the um, CBD, from Auckland CBD. And um, for the first time ever, we'd had a, a spare room. So um, I started making really small um color studies really really tiny I was actually cutting up copy paper into really little pieces this is how sort of cautiously I started so really small plate, um and just with color just putting different squares and rectangles of color just with the brush next to each other and just going oh you know getting that feeling again of wow these two colors together oh I love them you know and just started making more and I think almost from the beginning, I started taking photos and um, just putting them on my Instagram. Um, I I joined Instagram especially for this because I thought it would be good to have just a little record of Mm. them because they just look so nice. Mm. And I got so much pleasure about just the the colors. And I think I only had like about five people, (laughs) you know, that came on and liked my pictures. Um, But It was really great to find people doing the same thing. Mm. I mean, you know, just maybe people also beginning with painting or creating something. And yeah, so I just started doing that, like, I think every day or every other day. And just a little bit of creativity in my day, you know, um, while my daughter was at kindy. And um, then I just got slowly, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then I was on A5. A five little little paintings. And I just started yeah, I just started like that over the year, just mm. building up, building up and just painting on paper and sort of just going wherever I wanted to go with um yeah, shapes and colour and I had a whole cupboard full of stuff that I'd made. Most of it was just awful. But you know, there was always like if if you make twenty paintings you get two
0: two good ones beautiful
1: ones yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so it's like that yeah yeah and it was yeah and again to make myself not worry too much it was always like real cheap materials Mm. and you know you you don't need to if you're just trying to get back into being creative again you don't need the fancy stuff and Mm. it's a good way to
0: start because you don't feel so pressured i guess to make masterpiece every time yeah you're not yeah you're not precious to paper yeah. yeah
1: yeah and it sort of slowly sort of built from there and then i could have was probably working on A3 size, something like that. I Stuck, I remember, sell, um, masking taping them to the walls, and and they started going places I didn't expect. You know, more layers, and you know, I was getting that real exciting feeling when I came back in the room, seeing what I'd made, and yeah, it was kind of addictive. Mm, I mean, that's
0: so yeah. good, and I'm so happy that you found your your love of painting again after like those years. I know. Com- Isn't that great? Yes. Why did not I
1: start before? No.
0: Yeah. So, you know, to mm. anyone listening who hasn't quite got there, just do it. And and I think that idea of starting small mm. is quite nice. It's, it's just sort of staying within your little comfort zone yeah. to start with. And then yeah. you, as you get more confident and get back into it, you can kind of take a few more risks. Yeah. 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 Which is so good.
1: Yeah. And you need, and I, I really think you need sort of, yeah, quantity to sort mm. of, build things up yeah, to get practice making
0: yeah. and making and making yeah. and it's so nice that you finally get to that point where you can stand back and think oh I like that you know mm. that feels good yeah so Helen for people um, who haven't seen your work before and you can see your work by the way on our blog at creativematters.co.nz yeah. of course and also on your website but for people who don't know your work how would you describe your painting and, and how it feels and what it looks like
1: Okay, Um, it's quite hard to sort of put it into words, but I'll try. Um, So the abstract um, paintings that are kind of done in lots of layers, um, sometimes it's like, it looks as if there's some kind of organic forms on the surface, but you're not quite sure what they are, sort of. And often there's... um, um, a lighter sort of pastel sort of areas with um, overlapping sort of planes. And then also there's often um, marks sort of connecting the two areas somehow, but you're not really sure um, is that behind, you know, there isn't really that much depth, but there is a little, you're not really sure is that in front of that or is that behind that. Um, and there's there are, there's also... The paint actual that's been used that you can see is some will be very thin, washy glazes, and then there'll also be some that's you know quite thick and um, textures yeah Mm, does that that make sense yeah absolutely
0: and um, I (laughs) mean you are working a lot of your work now I mean you still do the smaller works but you're also doing very big canvas work on canvas yeah 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 Yeah. which is great and so how do you actually I mean when you think about it the form of it is is sort of shapes overlapping and and layering and and line with the mark making Mm. and then you also do some sort of Dripping sometimes with the yeah. with the thin paint. Yes,
1: yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah. 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 And um, how do you actually go about building it? I know you're very interested in colour, and uh, that's often your starting point. So how do you? What is the process yeah. for making a painting? Um,
1: so often I'll, you know, want to get rid of the the white, the white blank canvas to begin with. So I'll have a lot of fun at the beginning. You know, um using a big brush and work quite gesturally, you know, um, just to cover the whole surface. Um, cause I, I, I quite like to start with, um, saturated colors first, cause I think that gives a, a good base, you know, it makes it look richer at the ends. Um, so yeah, I, I do lots, sometimes color blocking or sometimes just, yeah, big gestural shapes that, and I know that the first couple of layers, you're not going to see it. By the end, anyway, you might see a tiny little bit of um maybe a pink you know a hot pink coming through or you know a blue coming through just little cracks around a shape, and I really like that um but it's yeah, so i I really work in lots of um that each layer sort of connects from the one before you know each step leads on to the next step, so I don't really know what direction I'm gonna go in um um because i like accidents happen in the first few stages at least as as Mm -hmm. well
0: and you're responding to kind of what's happened in the first stage
1: yeah that's true and and sometimes i'll yeah um i'll often work on lots at the same time but um i won't do like you know five oh all in the same color palette i wouldn't work like that each one is you know, going to be its unique painting with its own colours and um, marks and, yeah, mm. it's they're often at different stages. So mm. in my studio, you know, some are kind of three quarters finished, some are at the beginning, you know, mm. some are almost finished. And you have,
0: yeah. um, I mean, your work, obviously, you know, sometimes you use quite thinned out paint and sort of washes with lots of water added, I presume. And so you have that sort of dripping off the canvas kind of, vibe going on don't you
1: yeah yeah sometimes I use the um water in a what do you call it you know a thing that you squirt squeezy a squeezy thing, thing. yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes yeah I'll put the paint on and then squeeze mm. water over squeeze it Squeeze water. Okay. also I like to like sometimes um I like to use j cloths and dip that in and you mm. know, mess it all around mm. and get more
0: free yeah. marks and and yeah. so would you say that you're um that your process is quite experimental with tools and yeah and kind of just seeing what happens um kind of but I am aiming for
1: something it's not just um random so I feel like the first stages are kind of yeah more free and trying different tools and you know seeing what happens but then once I get something um I can often like make base my painting about Around mm, that around sort of that. elements, and what makes so, you
0: feel like you've you've got it, or you've um, got the starting something
1: in, that's interesting, yeah. So it could be, you know, I've done particular color, and then um, next to it, the, the next mark is more sort of thin and. Well then, um, but maybe it's picked up a, a bit of the colour next to it in the brush, you know, mm. and you've got like um, a stripe, and it's got a little bit of red in it or something. I you know something that just looks interesting to my eye. Now I'll, I'll try and work things of uh, the rest of the painting around that,
0: mm. yeah. so there's an
1: interesting element.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. Um, mm. And but, how how do you actually? Um, I mean, you said before that you had that sort of difficulty with not knowing you know, conceptually what your paintings are saying. Have you developed that? Are you trying to say something with your work now or are you still responding purely to shape and colour?
1: Yeah. Well, I think now I've realised where that is in context, that that is valid because um, if you're process-driven, then you're concerned with materials and you're concerned with the... how you're using the paints and that's what you're concerned with and it is a flat surface you know and I'm not yeah that's um a way of painting Mm. which doesn't need to be about the environment or yeah and it's still uh, valid yeah that's it it is what it is you know this is painting and yeah, yeah and that's I'm your kind painting. of
0: comfortable with that now. Yeah, which is um, so great, isn't it? Yeah. You've been on such a journey and you've come through knowing yeah. that, you know, that is still still valid and can be valued. Yes. And that, that's how you create your painting is is in that way, as you say, quite process driven.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which and I is, feel like is it's good. I feel like it's actually quite honest because um yeah, I'm not always telling a story about it being about something else, this is, yeah, this is what it is. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. And
0: people can still look at the abstract work and take from it what they want or yeah. maybe think of their own stories within their head in response to your work. Yeah. You know, that can still happen. It's not like there's no stories. Yeah. Um, it's It's just maybe not starting with a story. I mean, do you ever find that at the end of an abstract painting... It is reminding you of something, or it is actually starting to tell more of a story than you realised.
1: Um, not not really a story. It's more um, for me. It, I kind of get like a, a feeling of, of them. You know, like one will feel um, yeah, you know, very light, and um, I don't know. Yeah, more more of a sort of certain feeling mm. of looking mm. like looking, an emotional like, condition. yeah but but usually really positive feelings i have to say yeah I, I, yeah i don't really do dark and moody painting it's more yeah creative it's always created from a real really positive mm. state of mind mm. yeah i can't paint if i'm not feeling good so That's that might be why
0: yeah. yeah. And it's it's so great that it's become such a positive part of your life after yeah. you know, starting in a slightly negative way. You've you've turned it around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant.
0: I feel like every step sort of
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. And um yeah. with the with the titles, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess with the titles. You, you can see that you've really thought about how you title your work and that gives the viewer maybe another little insight into what you're doing or thinking. Um, so we've got titles like Deeper We Go, Over and Over, Soft Echo, That Time Last Summer. So that's just four yeah, examples. Yeah. So how how do you come up with your titles?
1: I don't really have a technique. They just sort of... I don't know they just come to me I think Mm. you know maybe um, you know I think when you're painting you're in this sort of state aren't you where um you know if you're not listening to a podcast or music or something or even if you have got music on you're sort of thinking about things you're going over so many memories and um yeah so yeah and then maybe that's the kind of creative state of mind and yeah
0: words come Mm. as well you're in, in that flow yeah
1: and time just goes so you've got no concept have you mm. <laughs> when you
0: no you're painting yeah you don't it's know if such it's... a good feeling mm. isn't it mm. and do you come up with the, the does the title start kind of emerging as you're painting or do you look at it at the end and and try to figure out a title oh
1: yeah the end yeah definitely because mm. they can change so much my paintings honestly if I look back at photos I had they can make a totally different painting earlier on, mm. you know. They can be, yeah. Head off down a different road. Yeah, really, yeah. really can.
0: And do you work in series at all or how, oh. how do you work?
1: Well, I think, um, so, yeah. So I always think, oh, you should work in series because it gives you more chance to sort of explore something, you know, more fully. So I I was doing that um, and I did a couple of series and sort of, release them on my website and put them out that kind of thing and then um last year I decided for the first time I'm not going to work in a a series I'm going to just do I'm going to experiment and just do painting by painting Mm. and just open myself be free don't try and connect one to the other and just see you know if working like this gives me more freedom to explore you know just in one painting so I, I did that last year and yeah, actually, I, I kind of, I feel like I learned more, really. Yeah, I learned more techniques, and I learned things that I'm actually using this year. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. why do you think that was?
1: Well, because when I've done series before, I'm wanting them to relate to each other. So you you close yourself off when you almost like um, want to go down a new route. You know, you stop yourself. you're like, no, no, no. It's got to go with these ones over here. Yeah, yeah. So I can't suddenly go and put a neon blah 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 mm. in this area.
0: So was it colour yeah. that was connecting to make a series? Do you
1: think colour, but also um, not, no, not not just colour. Also, also the sort of composition and the, the style. I think looked similar.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Um. But last year. Yeah, I, I changed, and some were very, quite, quite um, not. I wouldn't say minimal, but a lot less um, lines and a lot less busy. Mm. S- some of them were, yeah,
0: that's interesting, pretty, isn't it? There's I mean, more I, of a range. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the good. series idea can be sort of comforting to for people because they kind of it gives them some direction or yeah. sort of some. Um, cohesiveness in their work which can be good but Mm. then I can see what you're saying about having just looking at each painting as a separate entity yeah yeah
1: so yeah I sort of try that but this year I am sort of working I'm just using size as my constant so I'm doing like six at one meter by one one meter six at this other size six at this other size um, yeah I sort of have Mm. have, using size as, as a common thing that's nice but I'm trying to learn from what I did last year of work you know using each painting seeing each painting as a you know an individual Mm. one-off. I mean your painting you
0: definitely have a a Helen Dean style you know when now that I'm familiar with your work if I was to see it I'd I'd know it was yours I mean yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your work definitely has a sort of connecting style and and form and sort of feel I guess all the way through I'd say.
1: Yeah, I, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I can I can see that I suppose, but sometimes when I'm painting, I think, "Oh wow, these look, all look so different. They look like they're painted by different people." Mm.
0: You know? Yeah. It's
1: harder to see yourself, I think. That's interesting, isn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you can see the differences in the paintings, but I I definitely can see mm. it's from the same artist. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. Which is, like, yeah, it's a yeah. good thing, I guess. Yeah. 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 And you've kind of found your style. As you've come back to painting, you know you've mm. you've settled on on a on a style. Can you ever imagine changing your style or changing your painting that you're doing? Um,
1: yeah, I think it develops all the time. I mean, I mean, I never try to sort of set out going, oh, I'll do another one like this. Or, or, you know, um, it just yeah, it just goes where it goes. To it, yeah, yeah. Go with what you're feeling. at yeah. the time, and um, I feel. Yeah, I feel like they're getting a bit more um, variety in them with, you know, marks and tools that you use and things. Mm, mm. Yeah,
0: well, they're really beautiful works. They are absolutely gorgeous. And how do you actually choose your colour? I know that you're so sort of colour-focused. How do you, you know, what colours do you love and, and how do you figure out the colour palette yeah. for a painting?
1: Yeah, so I, I don't really figure it out beforehand, but I'll just start being drawn to a certain color i love pinks so like most of my paintings will have a little bit of pink in and um it's funny when you say pink because some pinks I, I really don't like but mm. it's more kind of i m- quite muted you know so if i'm using a pink it'll have a bit of green in it just to sort of mute it down and yeah i, I don't like colors straight from the tube because so i think you can always tell um so yeah i spend quite a lot of time um often in the summer I've realized when there's a little sort of break when I have the um you know the the Christmas holidays I'll do lots of sort of color work then and um just do lots of mixing and on my palette and make lots of little swatches on paper and Mm. sort of and then yeah instead of just squares my swatches as little squares I'll make like really mini abstracts you know with about five colors and you know just what looks good next to mm. what and
0: and they'd be beautiful in themselves yeah imagine, like little mini paintings yeah yeah, yeah. and um, how do you actually work in your studio i mean um do you do you have a palette are you are mixing on there or do you mix on your canvas or how
1: does um, it work yeah i use a stay wet palette so um yeah mix mix on that and i, I actually need to get some more you know, some more. Um, trays because I realize now I'm working at a bigger s- scale you just need so much paint mm. and it's just I'm always mixing up paint and um I like the idea of you know pre-mixing and put them all into containers but um I've tried a few times and that I've never got the color I need at that moment so I kind of mix on the go mm. really yeah is, I think
0: that makes sense yeah 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 and you use acrylics yeah Yeah, acrylics and lots of different mediums. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're great, aren't they, the mediums? Oh, yeah. Acrylic paint has just gone to a new level, I Mm. think, lately. There's so many amazing products. Yeah, yeah. And so tell us about your studio.
1: So studio's, um, it's actually the, I think it should be the master bedroom in our house. So it's like underneath the house and um so yeah it should be a bedroom it's got lots of built-in wardrobes at one side but then the other side um has got a wall which are turned into a painting wall st- wood strips to it with um nails so i can hang up the paintings there
0: mm, and you paint you paint on the on the, on the wall. Yeah, yeah yeah i saw that in a photograph i love yeah. that idea so yeah. you don't do you use easels as well uh, not
1: really there is an easel but i i don't get on with the easel you know having to twist the thing, and I don't know, I'm getting mm. a bit impatient with it. It's never the right height, and then it hits the ceiling. I'm, no.
0: So you've just so, got, like, buttons, bat-
1: buttons, yeah, and then we put in, um, yeah, screws poking out, and so you can just hook the paint in over the, over the screws. And I've got it on two walls, actually, yeah. So that's quite good, so I can put two or three big paintings, and then I can stand back, mm. can have a look. Yeah, So
0: I love that idea. I saw that, because as you know, I'm in the middle of – Getting my studio together, it's getting oh, yeah. built. Yeah, and just kind of thinking about how I'm going to paint, where I'm going to paint and mm. if it's if I'm going to keep the wall as like a beautiful sort of gallery showing place mm. or if it's going to be a messy working place. Yeah. It, it's quite a tricky balance, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, and even the thing with the white walls, you, I mean, mine gets covered in paint quite quickly and then when I paint it, um, for open studios because i wanted to present my wor- work there oh, i just love it oh it's it's mm. so nice but yeah it doesn't last long yeah mm. but it's,
0: it's quite nice in a way having yeah. this kind of a fresh start mm. yeah and so your open studios that is with um Waitakere open studios yeah so um how often do you get involved with that um
1: it's once it's usually once a year i think they were cancelled for covid reasons the last one but um Well, I went ahead anyway, because most people were happy at that point to be out and about. So, Um, and it was, yeah, it was a really good thing to do at the beginning, because it meant I could actually meet people who um, like my work, or who bought my work and have conversations, because most of the paintings that I sold were online, so I never got to meet anyone. So. Yeah, I really, really thought it was a great thing to be part of. And
0: yeah, yeah, and it's lovely to be able to share your work, as you say, with somebody who loves your work, face to face. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like it. Yeah, and another thing, exciting thing that you got involved with, Helen, was your collaboration with Juliet Hogan, um, in this year, and uh, she commissioned you to create two paintings for for her fashion label. So um, Juliet Hogan is, is a well-known New Zealand fashion designer. And uh, yeah, that is an amazing opportunity. How did that happen? Um, well, Juliet got in touch through
1: Instagram and um, asked if I'd be... No, I think she probably sent me an email, but she would found me on Instagram, that was it, and um, said would I be interested in something like that? And I, I kind of thought straight away, yeah, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I did. Two, two paintings and then the people, um, um, she has someone who works for her who um, makes um, a digital print out of the paintings and um, does, makes it into a repeat pattern and then the put it onto the fabric and wow yeah how so amazing I know and so now I have a dress which is um yeah. your painting yeah just my colors
0: wow and have <laughs> but, you um, got the dress
1: I have it home I haven't worn it yet so you, little-
0: did they gift it to you did you have to buy it or is that personal oh it's gifted yes oh that's yeah. amazing how incredible yeah. Yeah. and so did they give you a brief you know with the colors palette they wanted or oh
1: well I went into the the place I don't know the workshop do you call it um and saw their mood board and we talked about the colors and it it felt comfortable because the colors that they were looking at are colors that I would use anyway you know like soft pinks and um blues and plum yeah plum um yeah that those sort of colors so I was I felt really excited once I'd seen that mm. and on the mood board they'd got cut out a couple of my paintings that they'd Seen on Instagram or something, were in the mood board along with some fabrics and things like that. So I could see how it would work, you know. Yeah, so they obviously had
0: their sort of idea. Was it the winter, the winter season?
1: It's called one, so twenty two one. So I guess that's is that winter one. I am not sure. No, is that more autumn?
0: Isn't it? I don't know. Somebody would know. know. Some listeners would know. I have no idea. Yeah, but um, so they they obviously had kind of thought about you know the feeling of that. Um, collection and the sort of color palette and then I don't know if they were actually out looking or if they just came across your your page your Instagram page and saw that how beautifully it connected with what they were thinking for that collection I guess yeah yeah I guess so how amazing yeah wow that's the best thing I mean that must have just been such a yeah and so it's
1: like I guess the process of it was a bit like doing a commission but I think in the back of my head, I had the thought, oh, this is going to be, uh, needs to be a fabric design. So I get, I think for a while, I, I did have that going around in my head and it did sort of change how I painted a little bit and I had to really overcome that and yeah. go, no, no, just paint as usual.
0: I could imagine. Like, don't don't yeah. try and do don't textile it. design because you don't know how
1: to do it. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then
0: I guess they, they turned your painting into yeah, a textile design. The,
1: focus on a little area of
0: it mm. i think anyway so repeat it. yeah yeah so and oh, then wow. good yeah. be you. that is brilliant so that was oh well, you have to tell your to uh, your lecturers back at college <laughs> <laughs> all those years ago <laughs> look what i've done <laughs> up you <laughs> oh well done that's that's a very exciting collaboration and so amazing to have that dress yeah to, yeah <laughs> and to be part of a collection mm-hmm. wow well done yeah and uh, you've also been on well you've had an article written about you for your home and garden which is a New Zealand magazine. So yeah. how did that come about? Yeah,
1: that's this this month it's in the supermarket. Wow. Ah, yeah, so I bought a couple of coffees, sent one to my mum.
0: Oh, I have to buy one. <laughs> so how how did that yeah. come come about?
1: Um well I think um the person that got in touch, Leanne, she um, f- um is the person who wrote the story and did the styling that kind of thing she bought one of my paintings from um endemic world in pont i think she saw it in lockdown and she, as she was walking past and um you know liked it then and i think she asked them you know who i was and and got in touch to see if um i'd be interested in you know having some photos taken in my studio and that kind of thing oh, wow. and
0: yeah, so that's so good. And what what yeah. was the article about? Just you you as an artist, and yeah, your work and so, your studio. You
1: know, you see them often in magazines, don't you? Mm. The artists sort of you know painting and showing the space. So yeah, so there's some photos in the, in the studio. I think painting of me painting, and um, also we did a couple up in the house and out on my deck, that kind of thing, just sort of showing the whole mm. environment. How oh, um, good.
0: Yeah. That's brilliant. And that's Indeed. going to be so good, you know, such a fantastic marketing tool for you.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's it'll be good because, I mean, you buy that magazine if you're interested in your interior, don't you? Mm. And, or you're renovating your room or something like that. So, they're, yeah, that's the people that are mm,
0: that's more likely to be looking for paintings, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, well done.
1: So that's good. Yeah,
0: and so amazing this year that people are, are just coming to you like that. You know, obviously you're yeah. doing something right with your marketing because you're being found.
1: Yeah, it's kind of chance chance things, mm. I, I think. You know, like she was walking past and it just – a painting's quite a small one, but it happened to be in the window. So mm. lockdown walk, she got to yeah. see it. You yeah. know, serendipity, like, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I love in that place. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that word. I think that's just brilliant. And lots of yeah. guests actually mention serendipity. It's, mm. It is one of those things, or fate, or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I guess if you're looking out for certain things, um, that can help as well because mm. you notice. You know, if you think, "Oh, I want this to happen," then you're going to notice when
0: there's an opportunity. That's maybe, right. yeah. As well, you're more sort of awake yeah. to certain opportunities,
1: yeah. Possibly.
0: Oh, well done! So it's it's been a good year for you, twenty twenty two. Yeah, kind of thing. So and it, it,
1: it's good marketing, but I realize at the moment I don't really have a lot of paintings for, sort of out there because mm. I'm keeping everything back for this um, exhibition. So, yeah.
0: That can be a tricky mm. balance. Yeah. So when you have all your hundreds of people saying they want your work, <laughs> yeah. you won't have any work. I've already got it. <laughs> well, you can just direct them to your show, which yeah. is coming up, yeah. and then, um, yeah, I guess start the commissions or start start mm. the extra work after that. Yeah. So you've got, at the end of July, uh, an exhibition coming up. Where is that?
1: Yeah. Um. So it's at Tarua Gallery, which is in St Heliers, and – um it's a joint exhibition with um a sculptor called john allen and um so i'm gonna have the paintings and he's gonna have um wooden um sculptures and yeah that's coming up and um i've made lots and lots of paintings but from all these paintings we're going to select which ones will go in it
0: mm, oh that's no. good and then you have some spare for you yeah the people who want some of your work yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and why do you think they've put you together with the John Allen sculptures um I think
1: before a few times I've had a painting in the gallery like quite a big abstract on the wall and then they've had like a um piece of furniture before it and one of his sculptures in 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 front so they're quite um they're abstract sculptures sort of made out of um, the, the – sur- I can't really explain – the woods and the kind of nice shaped forms yeah. and the, the surface is really sort of shiny and, yeah. Mm. Um, but they do look – they complement each other quite well. Mm-hmm. And also the, we've realized that the process, um, what goes into making the sculpture, you know, there's so many different um, steps – and he doesn't really know where it's going. And, yeah, there's a kind of similar, s- similarity, similarity that… Between your yeah. processes, yeah. And, and, and at the end result, you can't actually see the steps you went through mm. at the end. But if they didn't happen, then you wouldn't get that result in the end, you Yeah. Know? So we've been sort of talking about this together. And, we, yeah, because we've been trying to come up with a, a title. and So we've decided on um, Presence in Absence. Yeah, so, yeah, you can't
0: see all those other steps, Mm. but, you know, they're they're sort of present. Yeah, Yeah. love it. That's a great title. Mm. Oh, and how beautiful to have an exhibition with with your paintings sort of connecting with with sculpture and that have that sort of, you know, that connection with the process. Mm. It's really nice. I can't wait to see it. So that's end of July. Yeah, 29th. 29th at Turoa Gallery, St Heliers. We'll put a link to that gallery at the bottom of your blog post. And, um, you know, obviously you're doing really well sort of commercially with getting your work out there that you've had these people find you. Um, How do you find selling your work and and what sort of, what different ways do you actually do that?
1: Um, Let me think. So um, I have a website. But of course, you know, website, it's nothing unless you can get people to go to it. You've got to, you know, constantly sort of divert people there. Um, so social media is the main thing. Um, Instagram's a big one for me because I I suppose I've relied on that from the beginning, you know, from like seven years ago. And it's, so it's, you know, slowly um, built there, um, yeah, and um, so open studios is a good one, and sending work to galleries, and then yeah, Instagram and mm. uh, website. Yeah, and I've added a shop shop function now, so people can actually just click and buy. And I really resisted doing that because I I just thought, oh, people that buy art don't want to just buy it like anything else they want a conversation with you they want emails you know because I'd always sold like that in the past and just give my bank details and you know we'd talk and then um someone else told me that it's worth doing Mm -hmm. and I said oh okay well I'll I'll give it a go and I did it and it was amazing to just wake up and just say oh you have one painting sold yeah you know and like a big painting And I thought wow Mm. So some people don't want the hassle of no. emailing back and forth, and uh, some people don't want conversations. They just want to click. I want to buy it today. That's right. I just didn't expect that. Yeah, and
0: that's really great that you've discovered yeah. that, and you you have a shop sort of connected to your Instagram. Do
1: you? No, I didn't do that. Oh. Instagram can you can. One. Do that you too. can
0: and but I found that that for me actually works quite well too. It's a similar concept. You know, people see it on Instagram, think I love that. Actually, might buy it. Click bought you know it's I, so I think simple
1: with, yeah i i thought with that it might be good if you had prints or you know um, more things you know like cheaper things but multiples yeah but it seemed like a lot of faff to upload everything and mm. i just thought i'd have it on my but the great thing is with and, um,
0: with selling on instagram is yeah. that you have you have it in your website yeah. and then it just links to the oh, shop and the instagram okay it's not a whole new other oh, thing that you have to i think i together. did
1: try but somehow it wouldn't link, but it was it was quite a while ago so it might have changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean I did now. it
0: recently and, okay. and it's actually surprisingly easy. Oh, okay. And then, you know, you can just tag the product and that takes you oh. into your website actually. Right. I should try yeah. it again,
1: because before when I did it, you had to have do this strange thing in to mm. the Facebook back pages. Yeah, it yeah. was really complicated. No,
0: it's it's pretty straightforward. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, I mean I it's just nice because every time, like for me, if I put a painting up on Instagram you can go and look at it very easily by just clicking oh, shop. Okay, onto, and it takes you into your website, which is a good thing. You yes, know, it's, it is. It's a simple way of getting people onto your website, but also onto that actual painting if they just want to quickly buy it. Yeah, especially as you say for prints, I think it does. Yeah, it probably does work better. For yeah, prints. I was thinking
1: for prints. Yeah, because even though I said people will just buy, I think. They've visited it many times before, you know. And I think when you're spending a bit of money, I don't think you do just buy just quickly. I think you're mulling over your... a bigger painting
0: or you know
1: it's expensive you know you're talking with your partner you're showing them you know Mm. and often I think because
0: you have that Instagram presence probably people are familiar with the work Mm. and then you know just following your journey and then see something they think that's the one I want yeah and so then it is kind of quick but there is some backstory yeah I don't
1: think someone would discover you and buy something immediately Mm. I think it yeah, you have a relationship yeah. and yeah, you build on it.
0: Yeah. And that's that's yeah. a good thing about Instagram. That's relationship All, building.
1: Mm, although we shouldn't I feel like we shouldn't rely on it too much because anything could mm. happen there and yeah. trying to build newsletter um email list, I realise is the
0: thing. Yeah. But um Well that's your loyal audience, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I've i read your blog. Oh, my dog's trying to get in. She was just gonna say she hasn't made an appearance on a podcast. For a while, my little dog. I'm just going to let her in. She's barking at the door. All right, so the dog's in. And uh, yeah, just talking about newsletters, how do you get your audience for your newsletter? Um,
1: Well, if there's an in-person event, I'll have a sign-up sheet. um, And then another another thing I realised um is quite useful is every now and again actually mention it because no one's going to know it exists unless you, you mention it so on instagram i'll maybe i don't know once a month or something i'll explain you know you can sign up for my emails and you'll get first access to new work and events and that kind of thing and to make it easier for people like i get them to just dm me their email and i type it in and fill it in yeah, for them that's a good
0: idea yeah, yeah. and
1: um pop up on the websites, but yeah, mm, yeah. So it's quite hard to build I don't have I don't have many people at all
0: it is hard to build mm. but it's it's definitely worth it yeah and um also you do a blog on your website which is a really lovely way of sharing what you're up to and your process and your thoughts and um you know, It's a nice kind of current way, I guess, for people who are interested in your work to get a sort of feel for what you're doing at the time or what you're up to. And I really like the way your blogs sometimes are really quite short mm. because I, I'm, t- I'm more likely to over-speak, to say <laughs> yeah. too much, to write too much, and it gets very wordy. Um, but it's, sometimes it's nice just to share a painting and say, you know, one paragraph about it and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yes. Which is good. It's, I'm, I've learned from that yeah
1: no I, I understand I was the same and I think my first blog post I I did it like an article that i go researching how to frame art on paper and I wrote it down and wrote all these links and it's like a, a valuable you know post and I thought everything had to be like that but it just means I never get around to doing it I just go oh it's on my to-do list but I'll do that another day I haven't got time for that
0: yeah exactly but if,
1: but then if you treat it just like Sometimes an Instagram post, but just put it on your blog instead. Because mm. don't they say blogs, you know, regular blog updating's good for your website. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, for search results. Yeah, and definitely. Stuff? So, yeah, I need to keep that in mind myself and yeah. remember to do it. Yes. Yeah, but
0: you're so right. If you mm. if you know that it's going to be like an absolute mission to put it together, yeah. you just think, oh this is hard or you start yeah. working on it, it takes forever and then by the time you finish it it doesn't feel relevant yes <laughs> so uh, yeah that's yeah. it's really good advice and yeah, even just just i like the way that you um record some of your process and the sort of a work in progress you know part way through a painting where you have a few photos of of the beginning and the middle and yeah before it's even finished and just a few words on that and okay. reflections and and then you know I guess you're engaging your audience and they're kind of waiting to see what the final work is and not giving them all the information in one blog can okay. be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it comes yeah. across really well. Oh, okay. Oh, that's
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard when I, I kind of forget blogs sometimes because I'm thinking newsletters more. Um, important but I think the same with newsletters short sometimes is good mm. just yeah a photo and a few words yeah same thing really. and
0: sometimes you kind of feel like you've got to go really detailed to make it you sound sort of semi-intelligent or like you know what you're talking about but <laughs> actually it's um it's fine just to to give something quite brief mm. yeah yeah so I'm just thinking about um people who have gone through a similar process to you where they've been discouraged or or come across something a little bit negative um to do with their art or their art practice. What advice would you have to them for sort of getting over that and moving on with mm. their art practice?
1: Well, you do meet a lot of people in that position. Like yeah, when I have open studios, there's lots of people lots of people come in that say, oh I'm in, I'm in an office job I really don't like it. I used to paint, but then I stopped. Or I used to draw and I loved it, but I stopped. Um, I think um, I usually say, um, is there a way to start in a really small way? You know, just um, something like a drawing a day, maybe, um, you know, the 30-day project. They're quite good to get people started. And, and, And don't be too harden yourself you know if you miss a few days it doesn't matter you know you have life um but I, yeah i i'd say yeah start small cheap materials that kind of thing and um and probably go back to go back to um you know what what you love don't think about the audience and don't think about it is a you know a finished product or oh this has got to be my career or I've got to sell this you know just do it for yourself mm, to start
0: with and see yeah
1: yeah and and you can do it in really short amounts of time because people do they fit things in on the coffee break or you know mm, just start, that, kind start, of thing. start like yeah. that yeah And once it starts I mean I know once you've got creativity in, in your life again it just adds so much to to everything mm. I think
0: and you're working part-time, still teaching uh, migrants and refugees English, which is something that you did when you were younger. Um, but you're devoting yourself, you know, quite a big part of the week is devoted to painting. Yeah. Yeah. So how, yeah. how do you feel now that you're able to give more time to your art practice?
1: Oh, it's, I just feel, I just feel so, um, what's the word? Um Is it gratitude? I don't know, (laughs) thankful. Um, yeah, Monday morning, you know, no complaints, you know, it's just can't wait to get on with things. Mm. It's just really good feeling to think I'm just gonna walk downstairs and um start painting and even the other stuff to do with painting, you know, the business side, I really, really like that too, just Mm. like all of it. Even the uh, tweak in the website, um, even the uploading sales info, I kind of like it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the dream job. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: I'm just so... Nothing I don't like. I'm so happy for you, Helen, that you've you've found yourself in a way, you know, through your painting again and after all these years, mm. you know, it's only been the last seven years that you've yeah. been painting again. And, you know, after, after a difficult experience and coming back to obviously what's so sort of in you is so amazing and then to get that sort of buzz out of being creative again and all the other aspects of, mm. of being an artist is so great and it's a lovely role model for people out there, you know, who have had little struggles like that, that, you know, you're living your best life and you're, and you're loving it yeah (laughs) yeah so congratulations it's been a really interesting journey and it's been beautiful talking to you and listening to you listening to you talk about um your painting with such passion and devotion and uh it's been lovely to meet you thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me it's been really nice